Next on BYU Sports Nation, the college football world flipped upside down in Texas. Big bad BYU coming to town? Texas radio analyst Roger Wallace tells us how the Longhorns can still hook them against BYU despite suspensions and injuries. We're all access with senior linebacker Michael Elisa. Why he's not worried about who's in and who's out. It's all business. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Oh yeah. BYU Sports Nation live on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton. Teamed up with the self-proclaimed Marvel movie critic, Jerem Jordan. I don't recall ever saying that, but I'll take it. It's I enjoy those movies. You really enjoy those movies. How would you Who, rate like, the last those Marvel movies? movie that you saw? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Awesome. Loved it, yeah. By the way, tomorrow we're going to be in the BYU store. On remote, two-hour edition, same start time, 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern. Two-hour show from the BYU store on campus. So if you're local, come hang out. It is Thursday, September 4th. Tomorrow, Friday the 5th, the BYU Store Show. Also a huge volleyball match between BYU and Washington. Top 10 matchup. And then Saturday the 6th. What happens on Saturday the 6th? BYU versus Texas. I was waiting for like some countdown music right there for some reason. (laughs) I'm just like programmed to be like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we still haven't determined what we're counting down to next. You're going to need to help us out with that, BYU Sports Nation. We also have some new things on the set today. Courtesy of our good friend Brett Pine, BYU Football. They brought us a new, a, a an official BYU football with Appar- the Y. Apparently grabbed logo. it from the uh, defensive line. <laughs> it says DL on it. So I'll just take it from the I, defense guys. They won't I'm, notice. I'm really happy to have one of these. It's great. Yeah. And then we added a, a scarf, a soccer scarf. Soccer from scarf. The BYU soccer team. Also on the set, or <laughs> a blanket, according to one of our uh, our. our our system. A blanket to a baby. <laughs> Aaron Evans, we still love you, man. He, he runs the audio around this place. There You're he, welcome. There he is. That's his voice. On Twitter, at the Sports Bro said this, looking forward to hearing Jerem Jordan's high-pitched blue goggle laugh when he talks about the latest Texas dismissals. Oh, more dismissals. <laughs> blue goggle kill alert. Oh, I love it. You're really good oh. at that. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. Do you view BYU as a favorite or underdog Saturday at Texas? Tell us why. Uses uses the hashtag BYUSN. I can't believe we're even asking this question. Isn't that weird? that, That will be our discussion in a moment is how weird this is. First tweet from at Callen underscore Osborne. I view BYU as the favorite as long as they view themselves as the underdog. It really is the key, isn't it? Like, we the fans think one thing. The players you hope think another. I'm telling you, though, in this digital social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube age, Snapchat, whatever, Tinder, that, you, that everyone knows everything about a lot of things, right? The players know what's being said in the expectation. And in their minds, can, will the will to win maintain as if those regular starting guys will play? That's the question. Send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN if you're new to the program. Welcome, my friends. BYU Sports Nation simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's Thursday and time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Texas football the underdog? 
In what galaxy do we live where it now feels like mighty Texas Longhorn football questions whether or not they can beat BYU in Austin? It's I mean, weird. We, we've come to that point. It's really weird given the new news of sus- more suspensions on the offensive line, the injuries, uh, what we had heard. And a lot of this is from what happened last year against BYU. They were scarred. I, we knew that you know, they, they fired Manny Diaz eventually. They only win eight games. They fire Mac Brown. He steps down, whatever you want to call it. They got so scarred against BYU, and now these things are happening. That they're they're freaking out. Let let me let me turn this to BYU just so you can understand what, what maybe. Yeah, Texas give us is some feeling. perspective. Imagine the BYU lost by nineteen to somebody. The other team rushed for five fifty. Their quarterback had two fifty nine. The running back had one eighty two. And then Taysom Hill. And then these players are out for the game, either injured or suspended. Hill, Karoma, Lapuahu, Wesley, Leslie, and Bills. <laughs> How would you feel going into that game? Good luck. Like the sky is falling. I totally get it. I totally get it for Texas. Last night when I first saw the suspensions of the offensive lineman, I thought, oh, this is an old report. This just must be, you know, somebody rehashing something. Nope. More suspensions. Desmond Harrison, Kennedy Estelle. The tackles. Both gone for the BYU game. Offensive tackles. Center and the two tackles. Out. Chip, Chip Brown of Horns Digest, he's like the insider for Texas football. He joined us yesterday. And he talked about, and this was before the suspensions came out last yes. night, he talked about the mentality of the Texas fan base. Yeah, I think if you ask most Texas fans, the sky has fallen on the Texas football oh. season. Um, you know, it's just doom and gloom in the fan base. So you, you look at that and you think, okay, well now BYU needs to be careful because all the, the, the world has flipped and now BYU is almost expected to go and win this game? See, that's what's weird, and I don't like it. I don't like that. I want to be the underdog and surprise people and get more out of that win than be a favorite. BYU going into Austin, that's a tough game. I don't care if these guys are out. It's going to be a great win if BYU wins it, though. It's an even playing field, according to odds makers right now. It's pretty close. It's either Texas a one-point favorite. What do they know? Generally a lot. Or it's even. Yeah. Like, the, the voice of the, there have been studies. The voice of the people, like, kind of know what's going to happen most of the time. So, it'd be a huge win. I don't even care if those guys are out there. There's some people saying, oh, I wish BYU was playing Texas at full strength. The win won't mean as much. Look back to Oklahoma. Exactly. In 09. No one said, well, Sam Bradford was out. What they said was, oh, BYU beat Oklahoma and then Tulane, and then all of a sudden BYU's fifth. That's what happened. I know that Texas is not the same caliber of Oklahoma, but respect the brand. If BYU wins that, they are in business. They're in business because that's the toughest game they might play all year. Central Florida is going to be a challenge at Boise State. But BYU, if they beat Texas, the opportunity for something really special is on track. Linebacker Michael Elisa, we talked to him again yesterday. You'll hear the full uh, version of that interview coming up as we go all access with the BYU Cougar linebacker. But we asked him, okay, so all of these suspensions, what do you think about all this? We are loose. We are confident. But it, this is a business trip. Make no mistake about that. And we are not taking Texas lightly at all. We're all bought in, and we're all, you know, just totally just down 
to spend this much time and this much energy preparing for Texas because we know this is the biggest game of the season, no doubt about it. It's still Texas football. So the five-star recruits are out, the four-star recruits are in. There will be good talent good. on the they're, field. They're really good. It's just a matter of experience and how quickly they can transition underneath a new coach, Charlie Strong. Here's why it needs to be business, Jerem. I want them to take briefcases, by the way. Yes. Business trip. They, those they, blazers. They, they do have those bags with, that almost look like briefcases. I, I want an old man briefcase. <laughs> here's, like, does anyone use a briefcase still? Here's why it needs to be d- business. Defense is coached by Charlie Strong over the last 10 years, giving up a total of 60 rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks, not per game, per season. Let's go per game on that, which brings us to a stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Okay, this is crazy. 131 games coached the last 10 seasons by Charlie Strong teams, right? Not as a head coach, but he's been the defensive coordinator, right? 600 yards yielded. Do you know what that is per game by quarterbacks? 4.6 yards. <laughs> Less than five. I guarantee Taysom Hill will run for more, than, four po- that or run for more than 4.6 yards against yes. Texas. Yes. We mentioned the linemen that are out. They don't have a lot of guys with experience, which brings us to another stat of the day. Another one? Can we play it again? Stat of the day? <laughs> it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Stats, Part two. Stats of the day. Five. The Texas O-line entered the season with a nation-leading nation-leading 124 combined career starts. Three dudes out. Do you know what it is now? Five. Five career starts on that line. Just Which process that. to the next step. No, no I don't have kidding. another one. Process, process all of that. Okay. Here's what I don't like about all of this. Now it's building up. I, I want to be like, you know what? If BYU wins, that's great. I won't be crazy disappointed. If lo- I'm going to be so disappointed if BYU loses the game now because of all this that's happened. I don't like that. I don't like it. You would be disappointed anyway if they lost, but yes. now it's just that added now measure. That, now I, I'll be honest. I expect BYU to win a close game. That's where I'm at with this because of all this. I don't like feeling that. I want to be excited and surprised, right? I, I don't like this feeling. I, I'm really confident that BYU was going to go in there and compete and probably win if they were fully loaded. Yeah, BYU had a great shot to win this game with David Ash, and I feel, I feel like they were still in a good place. Now it's just kind of like, well... Because I'm maybe... not exactly sure what BYU has yet. We've seen one, one game against a, a bad team where BYU played well. It was a good performance. But Texas is different. Those guys are different. Texas is kind of in the same boat. They played okay against a bad team. Now, those guys are really nervous. Man. Because they think they might just crash now. Listen, Charlie Strong is a defensive guru. And if you haven't calculated that after our stats of the day, then <laughs> clearly, clearly you're not paying attention. But has he done enough to implement his mentality into this team after one year? That's almost impossible, no, right? No, it's been one game. I think that part of... Part of Charlie Strong's thing is we might sacrifice several games this season for what we'll do over many years. And that means the BYU game. Man, it stinks when you have suspensions for a game, doesn't it? BYU doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. Get them back, baby. This program, this Texas program, will be a beast in three to four years. You can mark it. It might be thing. next year. You can it mark might be later down. this year. I yeah, don't you, know. It's, it's just not it's, right now. It's going to happen. Let's head to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. Do you, BYU Sports Nation, view BYU as the favorite or underdog Saturday at Texas and why at Toshalin19? We're definitely still the underdog. Texas is good and out for revenge.
that is always going to be in play after the debacle last year. We can't get comfortable just because they've lost a few players. Oh Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel the same way. This is the Virginia game to them. A game they felt they should have won, but lost. And even then, imagine if BYU had lost to Virginia by 30 or something. And, at, ha- and been run all over. At Taylor G. Peace. We're an underdog. 100,000 screaming fans. New coach. Defensive coach. Four to five star talent all around. Tough defense. This is not last year. Most of these guys that are injured or suspended are on the offensive side of the ball. It's going to be... The, the story of the game to me is BYU's offense versus Texas's defense. They're going to be better on D. Charlie Strong's a defensive guy. No question That's they will where be the game up. will be won and lost. It's not going to... I don't think it will be as much Texas O versus BYU How many points can Taysom Hill and the BYU revamped offense in year two of Go Fast, Go Hard score against a motivated, bent-on-revenge Texas defense that has been reminded of what happened in Provo last year every minute of every practice this fall camp? High tw- I don't feel high intimidated. Taysom is not intimidated. To me, high 20s will do it. BYU scores 24-plus, they win this game? You like yeah. their chances, right? Yeah, I do. Because how many points Texas going to score? But, what, let's see, 19 in the last, 21 in the last meeting, and then 17 in Austin in 2011? No reason to believe they're going to score more Average than 19. that. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Texas radio analyst Roger Wallace, how he thinks the Longhorns could still win. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tomorrow, we'll be live in the BYU Store. Same start time, noon Eastern to 2 p.m. Eastern. Two-hour edition of the show from the BYU Store. We were there in April, which was very fun. Uh, It was on the first day of reading day. It was reading day. Yeah, yeah. So, so now, there was nobody on campus. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fun for those that were there. Now it's it's going to be packed. It's going to be a lot of fun. So hang out with us if you're local. If not, you get two hours of the show tomorrow. So we preview guests. BYU and Texas. Yeah, confirmed guests include the Ty Detmer. Yep, that Heisman Trophy winning Ty, Ty Detmer. Harvey Unga and Kyle Collinsworth of men's basketball. And Johnny Harleen, Johnny among Harleen. others. Awesome. If that's not enough reason for you to watch, then I dare say you have no blue blood. Well, wow, okay. Shot fired. Yeah, with absolutely. <laughs> I'm just trying to get people excited. Twitter question today. Do you view BYU as the favorite or underdog Saturday at Texas? Use the hashtag BYUSN to send in your responses. Joining us now, Texas radio analyst Roger Wallace. Roger, glad to have you back on the program. How you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. We're doing good. So last time we talked to you, your daughter and yourself were, were making your way out to Lubbock, Texas, to check out Texas Tech. Uh, did did yep. she end up be, becoming a Red Raider? She's going to play offensive line Saturday. For Texas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're in the process. Uh, we're in the process of trying to figure all that out. But uh, we had a good, good visit out there. They're, they're pretty proud of what they've got going on out there. Did Charlie Strong realize that it's not an NFL roster and he doesn't have to get it down to 53 by game two or something? Yeah, and there's no waiver wire either, so he can't uh, pick it up. I think, I think you know, he he came in guns a-blazing with, uh, with, you know, this is the way it's going to be. And uh, there are some guys that have had some issues before that uh, uh, are now feeling the wrath and other guys that maybe, you know, we never see exactly what goes on behind the scenes, but... Obviously, they were uh, close, and, and they're all feeling it, and the message, I think, is, is pretty clear. 
How is this being received by Longhorn fans? Because the idea when he came in was, okay, we're going to do it a different way. We're going to be more disciplined, uh, you know, physical. Is, this a, is it okay that these guys are being suspended, or is it like, okay, yeah, clean this up, and we'll, we'll get better hopefully soon? I think, uh, I think a little bit of both, but I think the big-picture fans are, are saying, all right, this is, this is what this program needed. Um, and uh, the people that are worried about Saturday are, are, you know, wondering how anybody in offense is going to stay upright with such a depleted offensive line. So I think you have a mixture. Um, but I think the big picture people realize that, that he's setting a tone. He, he's got a track record um, at Louisville. And obviously he thinks that this is what needed to be done when he came in. And whenever you talk to him, nothing seems to surprise him. So it's not like I think he – he sits in his office going, I can't believe what I got myself into. I think he had an idea of what, what was to come. Roger Wallace, Longhorn Football Radio Network Analyst and the Sports Director at KXAN, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Roger, what's the mindset with Texas? And, and let me say this before you answer that. We joined Chip Brown, one of your media colleagues, uh, yesterday on, on the show, and he told us that for the fan base that the sky is falling. It's, it's kind of doom and gloom. Now with two more suspensions announced last night, has there been even more of a shift? How, what's your take on the mindset of Texas and the fan base? Well, yeah, and I understand because of the, the David Ash situation and you've got such an unproven uh, quarterback situation that uh, you know, you're heading into such a tough stretch of games uh, where I, I'm sure people are wondering, you know, they're going to look up in mid-October and wonder if this team's going to have another win or two. Uh, but again, I, I think it's mixed. I think there are some that say, all right, this is your – your chance to put your stamp on it and then uh, see what you can build. So um, in the short term, yeah, it, it doesn't look great. The numbers are not there on offense. The defense played really well, but, you know, how much are they going to be asked to do now? And obviously everybody going forward is probably better offensively than North Texas. Obviously Oklahoma, biggest game on the schedule. There are a bunch of other notable games. Baylor, UCLA. great game. UCLA next week, for goodness sake. <laughs> Did BYU become this big game for some reason because of last oh, year? Oh yeah, no, no question. And this is you know they get uh, uh, them at home. UCLA's up in in Arlington and and Oklahoma's in Dallas. So this is a marquee home game along with Baylor. Uh, but yeah, they just what happened last year just rattled this program so deeply, and all the uh, all the effects of it a, a coordinator change in the middle of the season. Uh, and then a, a team that actually got things turned around okay. But, um, yeah, that, that BYU nightmare, I think, has is, is stuck with the fans long enough to make this a big game, whether or not there were suspensions, whether or not David Ash uh, is able to play just on its own, regardless of UCLA next week. I think people have been look, looking forward to this game. I've seen a few different lines, Roger, in terms of the odds makers placing Texas as a three-point favorite, a one-point favorite. I've seen some that now have the game as an even draw. Do you feel like with all the suspensions and the players sitting out and the injuries that this is an even playing field even in Austin for Texas? I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a toss-up. I think if, if you get to the fourth quarter and it's a, a tight game, I think probably most Texas fans would take that right now and, and – and take their chances. I think everyone's really concerned about how well this team can move the ball offensively, and obviously BYU is going to load it up and, and try to avoid Malcolm Brown and Jonathan Gray uh, gashing them and say, all right, Tyrone, see what you can do through the air. And I think Texas 
will be smart offensively, and they'll put him in some positions uh, to, to have some success and, and keep it kind of simple. But they got to block up front, and, oh, by the way, they got to stop that run game that, uh, you know, messed with everybody's head last year. And you got Williams back that, you know, defensive coordinator Vance Bedford uh, was raving about yesterday after he got done raving about Taysom Hill. It's interesting because the matchup to me to watch is the BYU offense versus the Texas defense. Surely they don't give up 679 yards of total offense, 550 rushing. The question is, how much better are they, and how soon do you think we'll know this? Yeah, I think they're, I think they're better, although they got better last year too. Uh, but just watching the North Texas game, the thing that, that jumped out to me was, I don't care who you're playing, you're going to accidentally, I think, get a 10-yard play on offense, and that didn't happen. <laughs> they had the, their longest play was eight yards. That's so there amazing. Was no Isn't it? I mean, there were no missed tackles. There were no busted assignments. There was no, uh, you know, just a mental error that let somebody run free uh, on play action or something. So I think the defense is better, um, but now you combine it with an offense that obviously is going to be limited. How much pressure, how many snaps is that defense going to have to – take in what will be 95 degree uh, weather when the game starts so uh, I think the defense is a lot better their their guys in the middle are very good I know BYU is a, a freshman center so I'm sure uh, Texas thinks that they can take, do some things there but uh, they also realize that Hill can make his offensive line look a lot better uh, the way he moves around back there Roger the center is from Allen by the way well that's a that's a great that's a football factory <laughs> he's <laughs> so, ready to go He'll be jacked up to, to square off against the Longhorns, no question. Roger Wallace, Longhorn Football Radio Network analyst on BYU Sports Nation. Let's go back to the North Texas game. I just We were talking about how crazy it is that there were no – the longest play by the Mean Green was eight yards. Have you seen a game where there are less completions than interceptions? I, mean, I think Texas had four interceptions, and they completed, what, like three passes? Yeah, they had more, yeah, they had more picks than interceptions. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was just an absurd game uh, defensively for Texas, uh, maybe offensively for, for North Texas. They, they had to break in a new quarterback. They went to two quarterbacks. Uh, but, they, you know, they won nine games last year, and they had a, a four out of five starters on their offensive linebacks. So uh, that alone, you would think, in the fourth quarter when Texas is rolling through, uh, going deep into their roster, somebody would pop something. So uh, this defense definitely uh, will look a lot different Saturday is my guess than what happened out in uh, out in Provo. So I, I think Longhorn fans just just want to see them tackle Taysom Hill in the open field, and they all <laughs> feel a little better about themselves. What's the confidence level in all these backups? Who will start, Roger? Uh, offensive line, it's a big question mark. I mean, the, the, I think Swoops. You go into it thinking, all right, this guy's uh, you know they're going to manage him, and they have uh, really good running backs. But now you, your offensive line is so depleted that I think that's where uh, they're wondering how they're going to get anything done. Now, uh, they have some playmakers at receiver. Uh, they added an element of uh, number nine, John Harris, last week, who, who's had an injury-riddled career, and he had seven catches for 110 yards, and he's a big, strong guy. So, um, you know, he's a, a different weapon that we haven't seen in the past, and, and Shipley's reliable underneath and third-down guys. So, uh, they think that they'll they'll make some plays offensively. It's just again, I keep it's a broken record. But how can it not be when you're uh, so depleted? And the big one was Dom Espinosa, the starting center, with 40 starts. Because Sunday afternoon, that was the buzz around here was what's the status of Espinosa? And then Charlie Strom, you know, drops the bombshell on Monday that it's 
ashes out, and then everyone forgets about the center with 40 starts and the guy that sets all the blocking schemes and everything like that. So it's been, uh, you know, bad to worse as far as right up the middle goes. Roger, tell us about what Texas is going to get at center. I mean, Dom Espinosa started for three straight years. Nobody else got a start at center. Now that he's out, who's the guy that comes in and is now working with Tyrone Swoops? Yeah, it's a redshirt freshman, Jake, Jake Rollerson, and he played, obviously, some a lot of snaps in the fourth quarter. Uh, but Texas went out and got one of the best offensive line coaches in the country in Joe Wickline, and that was maybe the coup of Charlie Strong's uh, staff when he put it together was, was pulling Wickline away from Oklahoma State after nine years. They have a, a history together at the University of Florida. And so he's going to earn his money. He's also the offensive coordinator, but he's a guy that – likes to move guys around, and you'll see offensive linemen playing different positions throughout the game. Uh, they all do just about, but uh, it's a it's a redshirt freshman, so that that's what it is. And then you've got a lot of young guys around him on the offensive line, and you lose Kennedy Estelle, the starting tackle. Now, Desmond Harrison uh, is a guy that's just never really gotten started. It's okay. a big spring last year was before BYU. And BYU, um, you know, they accused BYU of trying to block his eligibility because of that online class he took in junior college. Uh, so Harrison's never been a factor, but they were hoping he would be a factor. But Estelle's the big loss of those two because he's the one that's actually gone out there and done it in the game. Tyrone Swoops, distant cousin of Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops. Swoops, we're told, which is great blood. Uh, what, what do fans expect him to do, the, the highly recruited backup who now gets his first career start? Yeah, and he's been a bit of a mystery because uh, you know, one of the red flags with him was he played at a small high school and they didn't win much. And so you you, you kind of wonder how that happens with a kid so talented. But he's big and he's strong, and he, he has the uh, uncomfortable position of following Vince Young, and his physical makeup looks like Vince Young, so they're the obvious comparisons that just aren't fair. Uh, he's not as fast as Vince Young is. He's a little bit bigger, but... You know, he's mobile. He's a guy that's big and strong, and so he'll be able to make some plays for himself when things break down. But can he stand back there and and go through his reads and and find his number three receiver uh, with a a limited offensive line? So, again, Sean Watson, the offensive coordinator, you know, he's been through this before. He likens this to uh, his situation at Louisville with a young Teddy Bridgewater who was thrust in uh, because of injury. And so he's kind of been through this before, but they'll – They'll have a, a, a simplified playbook. I think, you know, you pass when you're supposed to run and, and, and vice versa to try to keep BYU off balance. But, you know, that only goes so long. So we'll see. Maybe he surprises everybody and, and, and you know, throws some, some darts and, and gets things going. And it's all about confidence, too, as you guys know, because he just hasn't had it in the game. Some good things happen. Somebody busts a big play and, yep. and everything can change. Roger, finish this sentence. Texas wins against BYU if... What happens? They're efficient on offense, and they make some plays. I think their defense is going to be good. I don't think their defense can win the game. I think they need their offense to win the game. But I think if they're efficient and productive on offense, I'm not saying they need 40, but they're going to need you know two or three touchdown drives, and maybe they get a short field, and, and uh, maybe they get a defensive score or something like that. Roger, great talking with you. We wish your daughter the best as she gets her first start on the offensive line this weekend for the Longhorns. <laughs> but, uh, I appreciate you guys having me, guys. Yeah, no, always great to talk to you, and uh, we'll look forward to Saturday's game. All right, take care.
Up next on BYU Sports Nation. Now that I said that, that kind of sounded like I was calling his daughter like a, a big, mean football-type person. I wasn't, mean, I wasn't meaning that at all. <laughs> I, I think you need to reach out to him. <laughs> no. no, it's a joke. He brought it up, right? Yeah. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we're all access with BYU linebacker Michael Alisa. What are the Cougars thinking heading into Austin? Winning. This is Michael Lisa, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision. How that works, we're on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, simulcast live on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes as well, or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Tomorrow, 6.30 Eastern Time. BYU and Texas, one-hour pregame show live on BYU TV. It's called Countdown to Kickoff, hosted by Dave and Blaine in Austin, Spencer, Brian, Wait, David. Is that, t- is that tomorrow or Saturday? Oh, it is t- It is Saturday. Yeah. Someone told me today, oh, game day tomorrow, and I was like, no, it's not game day tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's Saturday. Yes. Listen, every day is game day. Every day is game day on yes. BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, so it's Saturday. Countdown to Kickoff, 6.30 Eastern. We will get you ready. Also, by the way, we mentioned the new open and the song Momentum by Fictionist, the band. You can get a free download of that uh, if you uh, just give your email address to those guys, and they'll give you the song for free. We tweeted the link on TV Sports, so check that out. It's a very cool song. I like it. Written for the pregame show. We just talked to Roger Wallace, sports director at KXAN in Austin, Texas, also the color analyst for the Longhorn Football Radio Network. And uh, he called it how it is, Jerem. He said that it's an even playing field. He said the thing that shocked me the most is, he said, I feel like if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, most Texas fans will take that. What does that say? It's just so interesting right now. Like, BYU has the edge right now. The confidence, the winning, the health edge. I mean, BYU should go in there with confidence. It's just going to be interesting because it's a totally different game. That first time that Taysom Hill gets tackled in the open field, 100,000 people like, oh, we didn't do that last year and we just did it and we're going to keep doing it. Like That is a hostile environment. Bevo running out there, the traditions, uh, the band in, that, in those units. It's going to be good. But I'm telling you what, BYU has the team that can go in there and win. They do, and they should. Our Twitter question today, do you view BYU as the favorite or underdog Saturday at Texas and why? Continue to send in your responses using the hashtag BYUS, and we have a bevy of answers all over the spectrum, to be quite honest, uh, and, and we love that. So continue to send those in. We'll get to more of your thoughts in just a moment. But first, BYU football all access with senior linebacker Michael Elisa. He joined us on set yesterday right after practice. He'll do so every week on BYU Sports Nation. He's become our locker room guy. Everything from his horse collar sack at UConn to Texas BYU Part 2 in Austin. Here it is, BYU Football All Access. BYU Football All Access with Michael Elisa Week 2. How are you feeling, broadcast Feeling great. Feeling great. All I have to say is fear the Fua and let Fua fish. Yes! Let's, yeah, yeah. Let, let's, let's start the UConn <sighs> recap with that. Alani Fua, <laughs> that Fua makes a great play, then decides to ride in front of the official. <laughs> cast a line out. What, what the, the heck? <laughs> what was film like with that play? Oh, man, we loved it. Coaches obviously didn't like it. I think K-pop like, wanted to be like pretty stern, but he kind of <laughs> chuckled a little bit. He's like, okay, just don't do that anymore. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like the, that was kind of like a, a telling story of, of the team overall. We were loose, confident, just having fun out there. And that's when you're playing your best. 
I thought that was really funny that he did that. When the penalty <laughs> happened, I was like, come on, man! Because it was one of, you know, 80 penalties or something oh, in yeah. the game. Oh, but yeah. you guys know, right? Like, the, okay, if I make a play, the camera's on me. This oh, is yeah. my, like, I do something, but I don't want to get a penalty. Like, you're yeah. aware, right? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. But, like, I mean, we've all seen, you know, the U of old Miami. Those guys are out there, like, you know, shooting guns and <laughs> doing lassos to each other. I don't know, but, like, they're just having fun, and yeah. then they dominated. But I think you've got to have that, that attitude. Just enjoying the game, enjoying every moment. I have to be honest. I kind of miss that. Don't you? Don't you miss yeah, the I celebration factor? Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, <laughs> but whatever. What did you learn specifically about your team reviewing all of the film against UConn? Uh, well, I, I think that together we have a pretty great group of guys. And what we've noticed is that we have depth. And I don't think we've ever had this much depth at BYU before. Every position across the board, receivers, outside linebackers, middle linebackers, offensive linemen, there's just depth everywhere, even quarterback. And, uh, you know, we, we liked how Taysom played. It kind of fired us all up. We finally have a quarterback who's just dominating and putting drives together, didn't make any, any errors. So that was, that was uh, inspiring to see and, um, you know, gave us a lot of uh, comfort going into this game. And you got to off to a fast start, and I think that's part of what maybe lended itself to energy on the defense is, Hey, we got a 14 nothing lead. We're like five and a half minutes Heck in. yeah. Ultimately, you didn't need any more points. Uh, but Taysom is probably the guy that has to set the tone, right? Because he has the ball in his hands on us? Uh, yeah. So if an offense can start fast and early in the game, then you're, you're definitely setting the tone for the game. And uh, that was huge, what he did. As you look at the UConn Husky game and, and you prepare now for Texas, which is like... I mean, let's face it, it's, it's the game on the schedule right now. So much is, go, is riding on this game, uh, what could be a very special season, and it's, you know, they're, they're bent on revenge and all this stuff. How do you transition now from feeling confident, good one at UConn, into full-on let's get ready for Texas mode? Yeah, biggest game of the season, no doubt. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of media going around about they're out for revenge. You know, last year was a flu. I, I don't know, whatever people are saying, but we're not listening to that. All we're focusing on is just dominating Texas and dominating the guy across from you. Uh, Coach Manel was talking yesterday, or yeah, yesterday about um, Alabama's head coach. He said, you know, he, he read his book, and one of the things he tells his players is he doesn't focus on winning. He's focusing on dominating the guy across from you every play. Hmm. And so we're got, kind of going through this game just like, yeah, these are all five-star recruits. Yeah, they're great athletes. Yeah, it's Texas. You know, they kind of have that, that stigma, but, you know, just fight. Be a dog. And, and go after it. Okay, I know that uh, like you want to not mention or look at 2013 as a reference, but it has to be a reference of confidence that you can uh, dominate, like you say, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not unbeatable. Yeah, yes, yes, they're a BCS school, and yes, they're, they're the Texas Longhorns, and they're, they're a big deal, but they're not unbeatable. So, yeah, going, looking back at 2013, it does give us that, that confidence. But this is a new year, mm-hmm. new team, new coaching staff. So... Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is that that extra um, boost of of ego, but but you got to like suppress that and and go into each play, thinking you know this is a new play, this is a new moment, new game, new everything. You and your defensive teammates get the news that their starting quarterback David Ash, who's a great passer, is now out with concussion-like symptoms. He might never play football again. We don't know. Then their center Dominic Espinosa, who has started every game over the last three years, breaks his right ankle. Without their center and out their quarterback. What was your reaction when you heard that news? Um, you know, I mean, you're never excited about injuries unless you're going to play against the team that had the injuries. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but but see, seeing, Real talk. Yeah, real talk, honestly. But seeing the center go down, I, I think that was a little more uh, 
you know, okay, so we, we're going to do better against against the run, you know, against you know, plugging some holes because he's definitely a leader on their offensive line. Um, but the quarterback going down, I, I think if I look back at Cody Vass from Oregon State when he came in as a backup quarterback and just dominated, you know, in our house. And and I feel like we went into that game thinking, oh, they're gonna have a backup quarterback, we're gonna win this game, no doubt, you know. And uh, that that is a good um, lesson to learn from. Don't take a backup quarterback for granted, you know. Take him seriously. And this quarterback that they have coming in, Swoops, great name by the way, Tyrone yeah. Swoops. Tyrone Swoops. Like I mean, you gotta go pro with that name, but uh, <laughs> in basketball, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Distant uh, relative of Cheryl. That is that is a true story. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. But he, he is a good athlete. He has a great arm, good scrambler. He's fast. 6'4", what is he, 240? Yeah, yeah, he's a big dude. Big kid, yeah. So he's going to be a tough guy to bring down. So not taking him lightly at all. Clearly he's different than David Ash. Uh, Ash, what are, what are you doing to prepare for him right now in practice when you have like a limited time frame to get ready for a guy that maybe you weren't anticipating to play against? Yeah, so, so today we went into to practice. Coaches uh, took our scout quarterback aside, McCoy. And uh, McCoy Hill had him scramble more. I said, McCoy, do your check downs, maybe one, two, three, and then start scrambling. Because I think it was yesterday or today, their coach, Texas' coach, compared swoops to, to, to Taysom. Wow. As a scrambler. Careful, buddy. The big, the big quarterback that likes to scramble. And so, you know, if we're like, okay, if we're going against a, you know, another Taysom-like quarterback, then we better be ready. Because Taysom is legit. I can all but guarantee that Tyrone Swoops will not rush for 259 yards. Is that a safe <laughs> assumption? We yes. buried the lead here in journalism. Where you, you don't want to bury the lead. You had a sack, and, the, and then the next play forced uh, the quarterback to throw it into the ground. How proud of those two plays in the whole game? Were you, uh, were you of you? Is that right? Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> those two plays. Talk? Uh, <laughs> that, now that's oh, please no, that's, that's say terrible no more. journalism. React. React. <laughs> Speak. I, it, it was just a blast. I, I was just reacting and having fun out there. Like I said, we were all just out there, just you know, feeling the the ambience and enjoying the music and the the crowd cheering. And um, for me, it was my first time being on the defensive side of the ball in the game since 2008. And wow. I I loved every second of it. And and I was just out there just. Doing my thing, like like they say, and and it was it was really uh, an, a, a true blessing because three months ago I, I wasn't even I couldn't even jog because I just had my procedure done on my on my groin and, and I was still coming back from these injuries and and now I'm out here rushing the quarterback and getting the sack. Did you say three months ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. La- I didn't realize la- it was that close. Yeah. Oof, when yeah. we talked last week, you said, you know what? I found kind of a comfortable place uh, to know how I act on the field. I'm going to enjoy this more. Mm-hmm. So you so you enjoyed it Friday? You felt that yes, yes. like hey, I'm taking this in, you know. This yeah, my it. my comfort zone, my, my uh, in the zone is is being loose, confident, and just like in the moment, just enjoying every moment of it. Do you, you like, feel like that's translating to more players on the field? Because from my perspective against UConn, when I was watching on the sidelines, it seems like a lot of guys are taking your approach. Well, well okay. So I'm going to let you in a little secret. I don't know if this is okay yeah, if we just talk us. about this. Yeah, no, nobody else is listening. Just between just the three us. of us. <laughs> this doesn't go anywhere. There are no camera operators or anything. Here. <laughs> so we, we have a, a sports psychologist working with the team. Craig Manning. Craig Manning. And gosh, he has been amazing for us because he, he kind of – coaches that he helps us uh get in the zone and, and what he teaches before the game is just be loose and confident and we definitely had that going into the game and i don't think we've ever gone into a game with that much swag uh, to have with the lack of a better way to put it um even coach mendenhall is is kind of with that that same mentality going into games now and it's just 
you know, feeding off of each other and, and it's, it's uh, consuming the whole team. I love it. Is that because you haven't had as much stress, per se, quite yet? Do you think that will, like, maintain through the stressful times? Well, the, and, and that's what it's to avoid. Yeah, avoid the stress. I mean, you had a lead and Rise you were playing well. Mm-hmm. Like, when you don't have a lead and you're not playing well, it's a little harder maybe to be that same way. Well, I think I, I could argue that this game, this past game, UConn, could have been pretty stressful. East Coast, we haven't done well against East Coast teams mm-hmm. in the past. Last year we lost against Virginia, a team that we should have beaten but didn't. And here's a team that was, you know, better than Virginia. And, you know, you know it, it could have been a great time to, to get stressful and worked up about how we're going to perform. But uh, I think we went out there and executed well. Okay. Now let's talk about your one-armed sack, okay? Talk about burying the lead, Jerem, okay? So Gosh. you bring up the two plays yet. The one-armed sack, closer review of the tape, may have revealed that it might have been a horse collar, Michael. Was it a horse Was collar? Was it a horse collar? Um, oh, Gosh. It, it just all happens so fast, guys. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell if it's a jersey or shoulder pads. I, okay, it was prop, a, a prop like, maybe like this much of my fingers or like that shoulder is pads. The, the fingertips. But it like, might have slipped to the jersey. Oh, okay. So, at least you, did, know, at least you didn't try and But it wasn't know, called, ca- so it wasn't. At least you didn't try and cast off uh, in, in front of the, uh, the official there. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Which it would have been, which have been very fitting because it was, you know, the, the hook <laughs> down. Do you, you mentioned that you're loose and confident having fun out there. Like, are you all business on the field, like no wasted breath, or or are you saying something to try and have fun on the field, like like Max Hall to Austin Collie on the Harvey Younga like direct snap in 08. You were on that team. Mm-hmm. He quotes Anchorman. Did you just did you just throw a burrito at me, bro? You know, he said like, do you have those moments? Uh. Not uh, not so much because most of the time I'm just trying to catch my breath and make sure I'm just totally ready to go for the next play. Yeah. Um, but I am, you know, I'll, I'll throw in a little dance move here and there if, if like the band's playing. I'll kind of bob my head and, and kind of like between plays. Between plays, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if they ever do a hurry up offense, I probably won't be able to do that. But <laughs> um, we had some time against UConn in between plays, so it was nice. There are some people in BYU Sports Nation, I guarantee, because I know a few of them and have talked to a few of them that are like, I'm afraid that. We're going to be too confident because they have some injured players out and, and we're going to overlook Texas, whatever. What would you say to those people about the mentality of BYU football approaching Texas? Where is your mentality as a team? Oh, so we are loose. We are confident. But it, this is a business trip. Make no mistake about that. And we are not taking Texas lightly at all. And every day we've been out there just pounding it. Like I'm, I'm sore and I'm tired, but we're, we're all bought in and we're all you know just totally just down to spend this much time and this much energy preparing for Texas because we know this is the biggest game of the season. No doubt about it. Michael, we grant you some BYU Sports Nation karma to take with you to Austin. And I'll pass that on to the team. Thank you. (laughs) You It's actually just for you. Oh, okay. (laughs) We hope the team plays well, but it's just for you. Awesome. It's given to you again. Thank you very much. (laughs) BYU Football All Access with Michael Elisa. Great to have you, man. Good luck in Texas. Thank you very much. Business trip for Michael, Elisa, and BYU football. Bring the briefcases. They leave tomorrow. And the Blazers. That's exactly right. Because the game's not tomorrow. It's in two days. Got a text from someone listening on a plane. He said, they all quickly looked at their tickets. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's Saturday. (laughs) There were 7,000-plus tickets available for the game, by the way. How? Yesterday. Are they that worried? Wow. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Speaking of the BYU Store, tomorrow, where it's at. Heck yeah. 
to our edition of BYU Sports Nation starting at noon Eastern to 2 Eastern. So Mountain Time, if you're local, 10 to 12, to our edition of the show. You know what? I've been thinking a little bit about this. Where does BYU fit Saturday or this week in all the good games? It's top five. You yeah. look at Michigan State, Oregon. That's number one for sure. USC, Stanford. Awesome. Virginia Tech, Ohio State's a good game. Michigan, Notre Dame. BYU and Texas, I think, fits right there. I, I think it's top five game this week. It's Certainly. Good. And their national media descending on Austin, seeing what's going on there, to go watch this game. ESPN's Joe Shad, game. Andy Staples, Dave McCann, and BYU Blaine. TV. They will be there. Of course, we've got to throw our guys in there. They will be live in Austin. But tons of national media attention because of all the fallout there with the Texas Longhorns and what happened with BYU last Not year. Not to mention Alcorn State Southern Miss. I mean, there's some big games Settle coming up down. this week. This Rhode is the, Island Marshall. This is the mentality of Texas right now. This is from Kirk Bowles, sports columnist in the Austin American Statesman. He's a prominent writer down there. He said this, A piece of advice for Texas Athletic Director Steve Patterson. Do not, under any circumstances, schedule another football game with Brigham Young. Ever. Even at gunpoint, even if they want to play in China or Mexico or on Saturn. We do want to play in Mexico City. Don't do it. Or on Saturn. That's what it's come to. BYU is the thorn in the side of Texas right now. Hmm. Isn't it nice to be that way? That's interesting. That's really interesting because guess what? We've talked about this earlier. It's a Big 12 audition. Whether BYU likes it or not, whether it actually is, at some point... If BYU is considered for the Big 12, Let, let's talk through this. If the Big 12 is the conference that gets left out in the college football playoff, there, there could be one or two, they will think, uh-oh, what do we have to do to get in? We have to get a conference championship game, probably, to elevate our, our last team into that, our best team into that. So that tells every BYU fan everywhere you do not want the Big 12 to be ex- included in the college football yeah, playoffs. Yeah, root against the Big 12 as a conference. Let them eat themselves. Like, who will it be? Oklahoma? Baylor? I don't think it's going to be Texas. Like, if BYU beats Texas, it's over. For Texas' chance to get into the college football playoff. I think. Maybe not. They could win the rest of the way and be good. They have mm. UCLA. Chances, if you don't beat BYU, you're not going to tick off Oklahoma and Baylor and Texas Tech and... All those guys. they got to run a gauntlet no through way. the Big 12. Kansas. Do, do you view BYU as the favorite or underdog Saturday at Texas? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Bhutan777. I don't think the team, regardless of injuries, is intimidated by Texas because they believe BYU belongs in the Big 12 with Texas. There's a certain level of confidence from the BYU team. You heard it from Michael Elisa. They're brimming with confidence, yet they respect Texas. They realize who they are. At Troy B. Adams, nobody is talking about the fact that nobody will be missing from the Texas D well, side of the ball. Actually, one Josh safety, Turner. Josh Turner, yeah. They're, like, but the majority of the guys like, are there. Their Craig Bills is out. That's, that's a big loss. It's going to be BYU's offense against that revamped Texas defense. That I, I'm with Charlie you. Strong's I guys. can't wait to watch what happens I'm there. telling you, though, the BYU offense is ready. Like the, the struggles at times of that offense last year prepared them for a game like this. In light of ready. <laughs> this is great. J-Man 426. BYU is the favorite. But with my blue goggles, they are always the favorite. Oh, BYU favorite in every game that they're ready to That's with Texas. How <laughs> oh, come not? How oh, come not? 
Blue goggles, man. Oh. I'm going to wrap up a crazy show right after this. Oh. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out on a Thursday. You know what time it is, brother? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Taysom Hill is on three different top ten Heisman watch lists after that performance against Connecticut, the USA Today, NFL.com, and Sports Illustrated. Cougars in the PGA. Former Cougar Daniel Summerhays tees off later today at the BMW Championship. Future guests tomorrow, Ty Detmer, Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Harley, and the guy that made the catch, Harvey Unga, Kyle Collinsworth, talking about coming back from his season-ending knee injury. They had a conditioning test yesterday, NBA style. We'll have to ask they used Kyle to just run the mile. Then they yeah. did that. We'll ask him about that. Sean Olmstead, BYU women's volleyball coach, previewing a top 10 showdown at the Smithfield House Boom. tomorrow, all at the BYU store. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I have three words for you. Well, NFL is back. Woo! Not only do we have college football, now it's full, full-fledged football everywhere. Can't wait. What is it? Seahawks, Packers? Is that what's going on tonight? Seahawks, Packers tonight. First time they played since uh, that Monday night game with the refs. That has a name, doesn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. I can't by the, remember the name. By the way, Jeremy, BYU now a one-point favorite. A one-point I don't like it. Now favorite. all of a sudden Texas, win, if Texas wins, it's an upset over BYU? <laughs> They're the ranked like, team. You know what They're I mean? They're ranked. Texas what is ranked. In, what in the BYU world? BYU is not ranked. Come on. No. Makes no sense. No. Let's get a few tweets in here. You got tweets. BYU favorite or underdog at Texas? At Crazy Cook Fanatic. BYU should be the favorite, but past history is concerned. Must win for both teams. Strong's record against rushing quarterbacks is impressive, and we highlighted that. Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to all our guests. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram and everything. That's BYU oh. Sports Nation on a Thursday. Jared, don't break anything, please. I almost hit the camera that time. <laughs> Check out our podcast. We'll see you in Radio Vision tomorrow.